0: Good morning, new Eden. Today is November 27th, 2022, and this is the Federation Frontline Report. I'm your host Frozen Fallout. My co-host is Nightflyer. Hey, good evening, everybody. Today we will be reviewing all the changes that uh, that came with the Faction Warfare expansion that uh, came out last month. So let's uh, kind of dive right into it. So the first thing that we're going to kind of look at here is the um, Faction Warfare map that we have up on the screen right now. This is a huge, huge improvement to the old Faction Warfare map that they had, which was just a bunch of dots all over in a list of systems that kind of told you what was going on. Um,
1: so I yeah, really really had to hunt and pack to try to find out what was happening with that map um. yeah. yeah this one is is greatly improved um definitely
0: really like how it looks like we're playing Stellaris <laughs> like it's um you can kind of see all the different um zones here um and let's kind of go over the frontline systems that we have here you can see right now there is a battlefield um and we'll get a little bit more into what battlefields are um Little bit deeper into the podcast here, Um, but right now, a boon is controlled by the Galente and is being contested by the Keldari, um, and it is at 42% right now. So, the Keldari have pushed it a little bit, um, you know, almost halfway. It's a lot harder to take systems now, though. Um, That is something that, uh, I, I personally like, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on the, how hard it is to push a system these days?
1: That's it's it's good and bad. I wish it was easier for us and harder for them, but, uh, (laughs) it does really kind of bode with the new style of, uh, what they've done with faction warfare. Some of this chance, uh, changes stuff they made, which we'll get into. Um, but I think it really, um, is a a focus concentration of all those groups within each of those factions. To, to flip systems. So they can come slowly, and uh, from what I'm seeing, uh, you know, we build them up slowly, and then we organize as groups, and we go in, and that's how we've been doing some of our flipping recently.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely a group effort. Um, it takes like weeks um, to really push a system, even if you're pushing kind of hard. Um, just the way that the, the amount of LP that you can get for defensive flexing has gone up in these... Uh, systems as it gets contested the more it gets contested the more lp that you can get for defensive plexing and the offensive plexing is really good now there's a whole advantage system that goes into that that i'm not um, you know i don't understand it 100 percent. but from what i understand is that the more that it is in your advantage the more that you get towards victory points towards flipping a system um Yeah, It's
1: kind of my understanding, too. So instead of just getting like that one-tenth of a percent, um, you might get 1.2 or or more, depending on how much advantage you have in each of those systems. So the the higher your advantage, the quicker you can flip the system.
0: Yeah, and you can get those advantages by um, putting down the propaganda posts and um, you'd like fight some rats or something like that um i haven't i haven't actually done anything with the propaganda stuff and then there's like supply depots but the supply depots are currently broken and your allied rats are shooting your supply depot and will blow it up you can't even rep your own supply depot so you can't even prevent it from getting destroyed basically um so it is one of those things that is really annoying right now so hopefully they get that fixed um you can also put down a listening post to negate the amount.
1: Yeah, I've been working on trying to do that. Apparently, you're supposed to be able to go out into um, the uh, the other systems, find, uh, scan down like you would if you were looking for Relic or data sites, and, and find these security, like Keldari security sites. And those are supposed to give you the items you need to try to build those things. I've got a few hours into scanning and running ships through uh looking for these and the mm-hmm. only one I've actually found is a Galente one which I can't even access since I'm a Galente militia. So I have to find a Keldari one in Kildari space. Yeah, and from my to this understanding state, I have not yet found one. So Yeah, so it's like a hacking
0: site that you do, right? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of cool. I like that. From my understanding is that those are going to be in the, like, command. Uh, so it wouldn't be on the front line. It's the system right behind the command uh, system. So what are they called here? Let's see if I just hover over. Command Operation Systems. Um, so if you go into the enemy command operation systems, I I believe that's where you'll find the hacking site. Yeah. Um, but I, have, I haven't done anything with that. And it sounds like it is a lot harder uh, to find those than, than you would anticipate. So hopefully that gets, uh, you know, a spawn bump to them
1: and makes it a little bit easier to go hunt them down. Um, yeah, that's my hope too. Like, I like doing exploration. I like scanning down sites. I like the mini minigame. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've bounced around through front lines, through the other systems, and even back in a controlled space. And, but again, I guess that's just the nature of exploration. You know, sometimes you find them, sometimes you don't.
0: Yeah. So So yeah, let's take a look here. So boon, as we said, is at 37.5% contested for the uh, Keldari. So they are contesting that system is currently owned by the Galente. Um, Onasekin, which is right next door, is uh, currently at 95%. 0.9% 0.9% captured by the Galente, so we will likely be taking that um, and that will open up front lines on Casto and Nissawa. Um, so I'm excited for that because I really want Nissawa to fall and be in our control so that we can take Notoris the Shining Jewel of Black Rise. It um, used to be one of our old stomping grounds, um, kind of excited to get access back to that system. Um, and that'll be a lot of fun. Um, we just flipped Talonin. Um, that just came over to the Galente side, and that is one of the systems that will forever be a frontline system for the Galente, unless the Galente own it. Um, because this uh, system here that is high sec, um, is um, going to contest that. So even if the Kaldari own everything around here, uh, they can't own that high sex system, so it will be always contesting Talonin. Uh, but we just picked that up yesterday. Um, yeah, we did get dropped on by uh, those who shall not be named, <laughs> and uh, that was a fun little uh, fuck up uh, on, on our part. That we, you know,
1: we knew it was kind oh, of. Oh, well, we knew it was coming. <laughs> it was telegraphed. we were just everyone was just waiting. Uh, That's what they do. Yeah. And then, uh,
0: so we've got uh, Negamennon, which is controlled by the Galente. That is at sixty-nine point eight percent contested right now by the Keldari. So Keldari are slowly pushing in and trying to take that system. Um, Hasmajala is about to fall. I would say maybe today or tomorrow. Um, that's at ninety-four point four percent. Galente have a nineteen percent advantage, and there is a battleground currently in that system. Um, And I really like that, yeah, like, you can see these battlegrounds. We're going to talk more about them, um, but just a a thing that I just want to touch base on that is that it's really easy to know where these things are. Um, For anybody that's in Faction Warfare or has access to the Faction Warfare maps, I think everybody has access to the Faction Warfare maps regardless of whether you're in Faction Warfare or not. Um, So you can just pop this up and kind of see... Where this is, there is a lot of neutral activity. A lot of pirates like camping the outside of the gate. Um, they get lots of easy kills by doing so.
1: Um, yeah, they had that Kiki fleet outside the gate last night when we were trying to um, do the battle. And I think it was Nagmon, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, had, I believe so. Yeah,
1: they had the Kiki fleet out in front. So, oh, luckily uh, I was already inside. We did. Oh, have- that was before. Was that just before? The uh, Drake fleet came in, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that was... And they were still out yeah. there. And then there was a Prophecy yeah. pirate fleet that came. And, yeah, we... We'll definitely talk more about how... I, I think that there's a lot of interesting stuff when it comes to how much play there is for small groups of, like, 15 people to come in and contest those systems. Oh, uh, absolutely. The, those battlegrounds, like they did with... You know, we had, like, 30, 40 people or whatever... Um, and they came in with a bunch of drakes and that, that did them very well. They, they killed a whole shitload of us. We only killed a couple of them.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was overall, I got hot dropped right away. I don't know. They saw the, the stabber and I, I got picked out of the, the crew right away. So, um, I did get on a drake kill. So I swapped my, a drake for my, uh, my stabber, but, um, that, that was my bad luck and, like nothing I was going to do I could not pilot them I could not run them so I just had to take it in the face yeah that'll Which happen was good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fighting is always fun yeah um but uh so Mel Melchivis, uh first time chatter thank you so much for tuning into the podcast here um says that hacking sites are only in rear guard systems so you actually have to go to the back lines in order to actually get the uh get the hacking sites for that um for these
1: yeah. well, so that's what i started and, and again i don't know if the mechanic was in full function at the time because that was early on when all of this started and i think that's where i kind of started off and i couldn't find anything and so i've been really concentrating on the frontline systems mm-hmm. and uh the other uh command operations so yeah maybe that's what i'll do is focus on uh next weekend when i'm playing and try to hit some of these systems. Yeah, some of these up rear here, A little intel yep. from people. Actually, I'm going to be way up here, so <laughs> if you uh, want to hunt me down, I'm way up here.
0: So. And then, uh, so we've got Hazmajala, we were just saying, it's got a battlefield in it, so that's going to be a huge advantage for the Galente if they can take this battlefield here right now. Um, that'll give them victory points, that'll give them advantage points, that'll give them like 25,000 LP or 250 sorry 200 like 25,000 LP for an offensive one if you've got 30 people or less um and then you know if you have 60 people it would be half that um so you're still making like 100 and you know 15,000 or whatever LP for 60 people running the site which is still not bad at all especially since it should be a lot easier for you to hold down um those but we'll talk more about that um, Sugerento is another one on the front line right now. It's at only thirty-five point five percent taken or uh, contested by the Galente right now. Um, that's a little bit harder of a system because that's a system that is uh, controlled by pirates. So pirates are well known for coming in and, and messing with people inside of the plexes, um, both Keldari and Galente. Um, so it's a lot harder to defensive and offensive plex that. Um, Atma, uh, or at- Atto, uh, Anato, sorry, Anato is um, the new frontline system that got opened up because of Kalanin. Um, that's at 27.5% contested already. Advantages for the Galente at 11% right now. Um, Nenamelia is currently at 1% contested. Um, Nenamelia is a home of Keldari. If you go into that system, you will see that it is strongly controlled by the Keldari. They have a 44% advantage right now on holding that oh, system. Um, Aldrinete is a Galente uh, system that is contested right now by the Keldari. Um, that is at seventy. What was that? Seventy-four point nine percent contested right now, with thirteen percent advantage going to the Keldari. That will probably fall within the coming week or so. Um, I know that the Galente have been pushing back, but it's uh, been a little bit rough up here. Now we did take a lot of systems in the back area here, like Old Man Star, Latticeir, Vif. Uh, And um, I know, uh, like, Jove and Jovian and uh, Heverance, all of that was taken back by the Galente. So we were concentrating on our back lines, and now we've kind of moved up over here. OICX is heavily contested right now. This will probably fall within the week or so. I know that we're fighting strong to try and keep it. Um, but it is at 85% right now, with an 8% advantage going to the Keldari currently. Um, and you can kind of see here that the Keldari have a bunch of advantage in the system, but the Galente also have a bunch of advantage in the system. So a net gain of 8% technically is what they have right now. Iha is another stronghold of the Keldari. Um, they are holding that system very strongly. They have a 9% advantage currently, and they have only been contested 4.3%. So these are systems that, um, you know, you can go out, you can get some uh, good amount of of fighting that is going on in IHA and OICX. I know definitely has a lot of good fighting. Um, Elperin here is um, contested because it is connected to a Galente Losex system that is not part of the war zone. And one of the big things is is that they did get rid of an entire section of the war zone. That was uh, the entire Intaki area used to be in in the war zone. It is now out of the war zone. The Galente have come in and, and like dominated the area or something. I I haven't dug too deep into that, but it looks like Intaki is no longer going to be part of faction warfare. They brought down the amount of systems that the Galente have by a good little chunk there. Um, We used to have over 100 systems, and now we're well under 100. So it's 62 that are owned by the Kaldari, 28 that are owned by the Galente. So there's only 90 systems in the war zone instead of like 101 or 110 or something like that. Um, Evalon is another uh, system that is on the the front lines, and that's at 65.2%. Likely not going to be taken before... Um, Alternate will be taken, um, but we'll see, you know, it, it, it's, there's, it's not as what it used to be, where if, if you had it at like 60, 70, 80%, it's like, oh, that's going to fall today. Like that's, that's what everybody's going to rush in and try and, you know, hit as many plexes. Um, cause you only get like 0.1% contested per plex now. Um, a little bit more for the bigger plexes, a little bit less for the smaller plexes um but yeah so that's a good little breakdown there of the war zone um so those are the different frontline systems that we have now those are the only so frontline systems are the only systems that are really going to be flipped um systems that are in the back line have possibilities of being um flipped as well as uh, the command So like the rear guard, the back systems can be flipped, um, but they're slow, slow going. I think you even get less victory points for that and you get like almost nothing for the LP. Um, The command operation systems, you get a little bit more LP out of that. Um, But I think it's like a a baseline of like what it used to be if you had tier two. And then you get a nice, like, 50, 60, 75% bonus or something like that for doing them in front lines to your LP. And I believe that that also corresponds over to how much, like, victory points you get for flipping the system, basically.
1: Um, I think this has been a great um, change with Faction Warfare. I think you've kind of got these different levels, too. Uh, If you are a new player, new to Eve, new to... PvP, new to Faction Warfare, you can come into these backline systems, you can go into the smaller plexes, and you're not going to get outgunned, necessarily. I mean, piloting is going to be a thing, so, um, again, I just think there's there's kind of a, a great opportunity for those people who haven't been into Faction Warfare to get involved and not just get outgunned right off the bat, like many of us had to go through.
0: Yeah, there is, I mean, there is a big balance, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit with the, the Plex changes that have come. Um, and That'll be a little bit later here. Um, let's talk real quick about battlefields, since we do have two battlefields that are currently up and running. Um, actually, did, uh, did one of them? No, yeah, so we've got one in a boon. So there's always an... They're not always, but every two hours, the battlefield will respawn. So once it's been completed... Um, two hours after it's been completed, it will come back. And there's always an offensive and a defensive plex. So, Abun is our current defensive plex. Hasmajala is our current offensive plex. Um, and one of the big things with this is that it's a group activity. You need 30 people. Well, you don't need 30 people. You need a- at least, like, 5 to 10 people, really. makes maybe th- You could maybe pull it off with 3 people. Um, but the LP payout doesn't change until you get above 30 people. Um, there's three points that you need to hold down. Um, so you come in, there's different rally points, as they say, as they call them, um, inside of the plex. So you, you've got one acceleration gate that you go into. You can go into that acceleration gate at 100. I always recommend if you're going to warp to a battlefield, warp at 100 from some kind of you know, celestial object that's not obvious, Um, like the the in-gate is probably not the best place to warp at 100 from, but, you know, hit up the sun or something else, and kind of come in at 100, and you can still activate that acceleration gate, Um, because there is a lot of pirates that are going to be camping um, that gate more than likely. That's uh, almost consistently, as soon as the battlefield goes up, there is a pirate that comes in and uh, is camping that gate, whether it's just a few people um, or a huge gang of uh, prophecies like we've seen in the past. Um, and they usually have pretty good tackle systems because they're outside of the Plex. They can bring their tech to ships and stuff like that, um, which is why a lot of the times they like just to sit on the outside and try and catch people. They can bring their lechises or Razus for long points or, carries um in order to try and get people that are um trying to come into the plex so it is if you don't go in with a group be careful be aware you're you're, it's likely that you'll get caught on the outside when you're uh, when a battlefield has been up for a little while now it's the moment that it pops you might you know you might be able to just warp in get in without a problem um but there are three points that you need to hold on the inside and there's three different rally points there's a galente rally point a neutral at rally point and a caldari rally point so you all don't warp into the same spot um, and these are usually about like 100 plus kilometers away from the capture points and the capture points have a 30 kilometer radius around them they have galente and caldari rats if you are of an opposing faction and you are inside of that circle, the galen, or the, the opposing faction um, NPCs are going to be attacking. You. Um, they will even be attacking the other NPCs as well, um, but they focus on players that are in the inside of that, and they deal out a sizable amount of damage, like three, 400 DPS um, plus that they're going to be putting out onto you if they're at full strength. Um, so you do need somebody that, you know, logistics or a um, self-repping ship that can really pump out a good amount of self-rep. Um, you can also kind of DPS tank them, where if you can just kill them fast enough. Um, but they do have really good resistances against, like, kinetic and thermal, I believe, is pretty high resistances that they have on that. So a lot of people have been moving over to, like, EM damage, I believe. And they even rep armor and shield. Um, so these are definitely, um, you know, major sites for you to, to have a group with, you know, having your logistics, uh, backbone, like when I was running a fleet for it, I like to have like three logistics, one on each one of the capture points. And as you hold down the capture point, when there's no NPCs, there are, um, there's a little like timer that ticks that basically is like once every 30 seconds or something like that, it will tick over and, um, give you some control of that battleground. Um, it starts 50, 50, 50 for the Keldari, 50 for the Galente or 50 for the Amar, 50 for the Mimitar, And that is, um, I've, I've been loving these battlegrounds. They're fun. They're interesting. They're dangerous as fuck. Um, how how have you been? Uh, how many have you been able to get into a lot of battlefields, or how are you feeling about the battlefields these days?
1: Uh, I think it's uh, just uh, again one of those great changes they've made with faction warfare. I've been to about five battlefields, um, always with uh, large groups. Um, something we didn't get contested, so it's just a matter of sorting out the rats, uh, making sure we got reps on people because the reps. Uh, the rats do do damage um and uh but yeah we have had uh, the pirates come in on one we had uh the uh i don't know who came in on us last night with the drakes that, was, Keldari. Was, that? that nope, was that was that Keldari. Keldari, okay. Yep. yeah i know uh and then i saw a ping like a few hours uh not even a few hours later like 20 minutes later from uh the noir alec put out and uh before giving back on, he's like, "Oh, we already we already took it." I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> so, I had to do family stuff, you know, uh, we were decorating Christmas trees and what have you. So, Yeah. But um, I think it's a great mechanic. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I think it was made for that uh, small to mid level gang uh, that uh, I think most of us are really enjoying, or, yeah. or have enjoyed with Eve in general.
0: Yeah. I really like the eat at Joe's sign that basically goes up for it. And that, you know, there's, there's a lot of play to be had. I've seen people, pirates go in with kitey fast ships. And what they'll do is, um, you know, just kind of try and pick people off that are, that'll try out and try and get them. Um, they'll see that there's like a, you know, only a couple of people that is over at one of the capture points. So they'll fly over there, kill the guy really quick, get the fuck out. Um, it's highly suggested that you have long range abilities like 100 plus kilometer for your DPS because that can help you with fucking with any of the kiters that are out there. Um, I've definitely seen kiters get blown up because they didn't realize that there was a bunch of people that have 100 plus kilometer range on their stuff. And um, it allows you to, you know, participate and help with um, the different um, capture points, you can be at one capture point. Like if you're in the center capture point, you can help both of the other capture points by having DPS. Now there is some um, weirdness that you can kind of do right now where the rats will go outside of the 30 kilometer capture point area. And if you can web them down and hold them down, you can keep them from going back into the capture point if you keep the aggression proper or web them down enough. and then you can just keep one of their battleships or battle cruisers alive and let them stay outside while you're holding and then you're constantly ticking. But if you kill the rats, they come back after like a minute. Like it is it is very quick that they come back in and try and uh recontest that that zone. Um So there is there is some play to be had. There is concepts and and um you know, being smart about it can capture a point a lot faster if you're holding those, those rats out of the capture point.
1: Um, I think they're still working on some of the meta here too, because you are going to get those battle cruisers that, that from the rat side. Um, so you got to have DPS to take those down, but you also are going to take damage. So if you don't have local reps, you're going to have to bring in um, something to help keep your guys on the battlefield so it's trying to find that balance i i have seen we're still kind of working on with some of the groups i know uh, even with noir we're, we're still trying to what's the best meta what's the best way to to kind of do this and how, and again now you just brought up before the the long range too so um you kind of have this whole mix of different stuff that you have to coordinate with these sites so it's not just uh you know i can i can go with one kind of ship and just dominate uh you may be able to but um yeah i think it's going to be that variety that you need to kind of put together to cover different aspects and then of course you've always got the fear of getting dropped on by uh you know the bad guys so and uh again i've enjoyed the gameplay a lot i've tried to take part of it the best i could Uh, real life over the last week you know it's been kind of hectic here in the United States with uh, our turkey day and all that (laughs) yeah luckily
0: I was able to get away from uh, doing any family activities this Thanksgiving so I was able to dedicate a bunch of time to leading some fleets for the Galente and going out having fun
1: um, doing some streaming here Um, oh I had I had three turkey days so (laughs) at my wife's side my side uh which was nice um I was joined by a, a new friend of mine so um uh, i won't mention who he is in case he wants to say it. i mean, i know a lot of people and eve know who know him so but a great guy it was great the uh, first time meet him in person so oh that's uh, we awesome got to hang out some and then uh we had a, a friends get together where we had like a leftover day which was oh, kind of yep, fun everybody yep. bought leftovers and yeah so yeah three days of eating and drinking too much after a whole weekend of eating or drinking too much um Up when I was up with some buddies up in a cabin in northern Wisconsin. So that's awesome. Uh, But I was able to get some of your streaming up there. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I was out in the woods. If the wind was blowing right, if you get two bars on my phone, I could watch some of the streams. Oh, nice! Pretty cool. So Um, also up there,
0: Malovic says Frontline systems are 150 percent LP reward given to you. Command operations give you a 100 percent LP. Rear guard systems give nearly nothing, so no incentive to really flex, you know, defense or offensively. The back guard system, uh, the rear guard systems. Um, Now, normally defensive flexing doesn't give you that much, but when it's at like, it's something like 60 or 70% of the LP that you would have got paid out if the system is at 100% contested. If it's at 50% contested, then it's 50% of that, like 70%. LP payout that you would get, Uh, but you don't really need to defensive plex the back lines now, um, and there's really no incentive to offensively plex because there's no incentive to really offensively plex them. Um, You do see some minor, you know, contestedness. Like every system nearly has like some amount of contested. you know, like 2.8% in Rakapass. Like, I don't know why Rakapass has 2.8%, 1.4% contested in Hiri, stuff like that. There is some minor ones. Um, Also, the battlegrounds or battlefields will only ever spawn in frontline systems. So that's, you know, those are the systems that get pushed. It's really nice to see. uh, Wow, like, uh, Sota is at 34.9%. Contested. Like, what the hell is going on? Why are people offensively flexing? In <laughs> that just... Oh, hey, we found a, a stable system. Me- meant to, uh <laughs> But yeah,
1: I think Tama is zero. I don't think anybody. Let's
0: see. Tama is stable. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, Tama's a dangerous ass system. That is a command operation system though, right now. So you do get a hundred percent payout for flexing there. Um, another big change just um, that something that I thought about is that the um, frontline systems, you can, whether it's offense or defense, whether it's owned by the Kaldari or owned by the Galente or Mar or Mimitar, you can dock in all of those systems. Now they haven't fixed the, um, the notification that you get in those systems. So if I go to Sujurento and I dock, and I undock, it'll give me this little notification that'll pop up and be like, "Hey, just to let you know, you'll never be able to dock in this system, you know, until it's been flipped to your side." And it's like, nope, that's not true." So, um, if you do get that notification, don't worry, you will be able to dock back up. Um, the frontline systems now you get tether if you um, if you have a player-owned structure that's there, an upwell structure, um, but the the command operations. And the rear guard of the enemy will not allow you to dock in player-owned stations. If you have a ship, you can dock with a pod. You can't dock with a ship, even if it's uh, player-owned, even if it's an upwell structure or the NPC stations. So right now, Tama, we can't dock in any of the system or any of the stations, regardless of whether it's owned by the. Um, you know NPCs or whether it's a player owned station. So if Sujurento ever does fall though, or if um, Kadama ever falls and um, Tama becomes a frontline system, even if it's owned by the Keldari, we'll be able to dock there. I think that's another really good change that they did. Um, making it so that frontline systems of the enemy is able to be docked in is really good. Making it so that you can't dock in. Uh, player owned stations that are in the rear guard or command operation systems I think is a good change I really it's all about congregating us together and also having a reason to want to own a system um, so if or at least make it a frontline system um, so you know these are incentives for us. Um, so, like, when Notoris becomes a frontline system, I'm going to be super excited because I haven't been able to dock there and I've got tons and tons of stuff that's inside of Notorious. Um, so I'm going to be fighting like hell to try and get that to flip um, or at least stay a frontline system and keep Nisawa under our control as soon as we have Nisawa becoming a uh, frontline uh, or controlled by the Galente.
1: Yeah, I think uh, my alt has one ship in Notoros, so just like a first, but it's been there for months now, so it just bugs me.
0: And another thing about battlefields is that so far I've only seen Navy battlefields, and we'll talk about this. Um, and this kind of kind of leads into some of the changes that that have come to plexes. And um, this is there's Navy and there are advanced sites out there. Battlefields are only ever Navy sites from what I've been seeing. I'm wondering if they'll ever come out with an advanced battlefield. Um, But the Navy means that even if you, um, so for the plexes, even if it's a large Navy complex, you can't go into it with an interceptor. So you can't go into it with a worm. Even though it's a large, you, you know, you would think that, oh, you know, it's a large, it allows anything in. That's, you know, but it won't allow Tech 2 battleships or whatever into it. Um, but it does allow for, so, but a large will allow for a battleship, a battle cruiser, cruisers, destroyers, um, and frigates. But if it's a navy one, you can't use the Tech 2 ships in it or pirate faction ships. Um, so this makes the battlefields a little bit more on the, you can use T1 Lodgy. Um, and, you know, Navy ships, but it's all about the Navy ships now. Um, so that does keep a lot of the pirates from wanting to come in and, and dealing with the inside, which is why they sit on the outside quite a bit. Um, they will come in the inside with their kiting ships and stuff like that, but I haven't seen, a like, a strong force, because there's no reason for them to stay inside. You know, if they're inside, then people don't want to go inside of it. Um, so they'll stay on the outside, um, and, but it does kind of make it a little bit more um, difficult to, to have that Tech 2, you know, Guardian fleet setup that allows you to just kind of dominate the inside when you're already in. Um, and I think that this will, you know, this is going to make things like the, like the Drake fleet that came into us last night was really, that was a solid fleet. You know, get some logistics, T1 logistics, a bunch of Drakes and Navy Drakes. And you've got tons of EHP. You can put some Ewar on there, um, and you know you can come in as a big ball and be able to hit anything within like a hundred fucking kilometers. And you're you're gonna have a hard time unless you're organized, really beating back even fifteen of those ships. Like you know, if you've got like four or five logistics and five drakes, it's gonna be hard to break them. Um, and it's going to be something that if you're organized and you come in on 30 disorganized people, you're just going to watch the disorganized fleet just fall the fuck apart. And a lot of the times it's almost if you're controlling and trying to hold down a battlefield, it's almost guaranteed you're going to be disorganized. First of all, you're going to have people that are not in your fleet that are going to be there. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think that was uh, probably a something that was a detriment to us i mean you're doing a good job FCing. i didn't even see their logi. so uh the fact when it was over you're like yeah we should have gone after them first i'm like i didn't even see them but i was dead pretty quick yeah but uh Astarothi and his uh his crew um again i, I don't know where where or what they were doing during the battle but it felt like we kind of had our own thing and they were doing their own thing there wasn't any coordination there so yeah, that's that did not amazing. help us. They were well-organized. The, the Drake fleet was well-organized, and we were not. We were several small fleets doing our own thing. Yep. And,
0: yeah, that that just shows into how much, you know, an advantage that you have by having an organized, structured on comms fleet and stuff like that. You know, we had some structure and some people on comms, but we had a lot of people that weren't on comms. Like, standing fleet right now feels like, you know, 50% of people in standing fleet are maybe on comms. Um, And the rest are just, you know, trying to, you know, get in on this and, you know, brand new players. I mean, one of the things is that numbers have skyrocketed. Um, We're sitting at like 200, 300 people in the Galente uh, militia chat um, lately, which is just unbelievable compared to like the 50, you know, sometimes less than 50 people that prior to this expansion were in Faction Warfare. Um, So there's a lot of new people, a lot of people figuring out um, how to get, you know, onto comms. um, Because once, if you join the Galente, you're not automatically enlisted into our Discord or anything like that. Like you've got to find that Discord link, which normally jumping into any standing fleet, you can easily get that Discord link. Um, Asking in Militia, you can get that Discord link really easy, but then you have to register. You know, so even if you are in our Discord and you haven't registered yet, you're not seeing all the people that all the comms, and you can't just jump right into comms, you got to get somebody to drag you down. Um, and I believe all the militias basically have this that they have like a group Discord, uh, militia Discord for them, and they have a register system that's set up for it. So if you're in, um, the Faction Warfare. It's really easy for you to register on these discords. I highly suggest, you know, even if you're just being casual and just kind of just wanting to do your own thing, jump into Standing Fleet, get on Standing Fleet comms, um, because you might have somebody that'd be able to come over and help you out. Um, And the plexing changes have done a lot to help this out with the five person plexing that happens now. There's these sites that give out LP up to five people it's the same amount of LP. If you have one person, or if you have five people, you'll get the same amount of LP in that system, uh, or in that Plex, which is really um, helping with kind of uh, just random team-ups. Like just today, I uh, right as soon as I started streaming, I went over to Sujurento, I started Plexing in Sujurento, went into a five-man Plex, there was another Uh, Federation Navy Comet, and normally if it's just a one-man, you know, one-person flex, I'm going to not, you know, I'm not going to stick around. I don't want to steal their LP, and when somebody comes in on me, I kind of want them to leave because I don't want them taking my LP. Um, But I, and that was kind of the old way. New way of doing things, I kind of don't, even if it's a one-person flex, I kind of don't mind having friends, you know, Um, because we were sitting in this five-person flex, just me and another Federation Navy comment and in came a Corax and it was war target. We locked them on up, blew them apart. Like, you know, hang, it, hanging with numbers is important and that has affected um, faction warfare in general. Um, these, the idea that being in five person fleets or small, um, smaller, you know, fleets or even 10 man fleets and stuff like that has really improved the team um, work kind of thing or teaming up with other people um, and there has been some complaints that I've heard on Standing Fleet about how Solo is dead I don't believe that I haven't re- personally run in, into that I see lots of Solo that's still out there it's you know concentrated into these backwater frontline systems like um you know sugerento and hazmajala uh, Negamenmon are a little bit farther away from uh the normal uh big man fleets that are happening over in like oicx and alternete and um you know nenamelia iha you know those are a little bit, you know, so you got to kind of find where, okay, where do you think the enemy is going? You know, if you're a pirate or, or a uh, militia member, look at the map, kind of look out there and try and see where do you think I would go if I'm just trying to generate some LP. Um, and, and there are a lot of solo people out there that are uh, just trying to generate some LP. Uh, Yeah, I got my
1: first solo kill in actually quite a while. And that was in uh, uh, Tantalan during the the big push. So I was in a Plex by myself. I was in a... um, I think it was just a a one. So nobody else was coming in on me. Uh, The other guys I was flying with were in a medium Plex. And an Atron came in. I was in my Tormentor. I'm like, all right, we're doing this. So that's my first solo kill in in a while. So... If they're out there. I mean, you just have to be in the right place at the right time, but that's kind of the nature of the game, right? I think it might be less than it used to be
0: um, because of the the push to be in a somewhat of a gang. Um, yeah. The idea yeah. that you know these frontline systems are dangerous. It's better to be in you know a five person kind of gang or more, um, and really using that teaming up kind of stuff to your advantage. Um, but there's, with just the influx of people that are in Faction Warfare, though, there are a lot of solo people running around. You do gotta go and try and hunt for them, though. You, you, it's, it's a little bit, um, at least, I feel like the hunting is a little bit easier because, like, with the map, the new map here, you can kind of see these are the, you know, the highlighted spots are where people are gonna fucking be um and so you got to use your d scan see what's going on you know scan all the plexes. when you see one person inside of a plexus fucking go there (laughs) like
1: i see it all the time when i'm d
0: scanning around so
1: yeah if you pull up your in-game map and kind of use that like uh i'm trying to broadcast here um you go okay so i'm in hey dealies oh 22 strip ships destroyed in the last hour okay there might be something going on there oh 33 in a boon okay so there's definitely stuff going on there so, but that's, that's the fun part of trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, and that's, um,
0: and then uh, Caviar Liberetta says, Frigate Swarm versus Destroyer, also encouraging team play as intended. Yeah, absolutely. This is, it's intended for us to be in a team, working together, um, you know, trying to, um, it's a very, like, Faction Warfare is a very easy to get into social circle that you don't have to go through a review of application to the 0.0, have, you know, CTAs that you're required to go on. Um, You know, anybody can easily get into it, even if you're low Kaldari standings and you want to go join the Galente. A lot of player corporations like our corporation and our alliance are Fairly open. I don't care. Come on in. You're the spy. I don't care. Come, come, join us. Come out and, you know, if you're out there doing stuff, joining up with uh, fleets and stuff. I really don't care.
1: Um, yeah, it's all about having fun. It's all about content.
0: Yeah, you know, we're the, we we do not have like this weird, you know, you know, interview process. Some of some corporations do in faction warfare, but you can always join the NPC if you've got the standings for it. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's an intended mechanism of trying to get people to be socialized with each other, and I think the addition of the battlefields and the five-person plexes has absolutely done what needed to be done, which is to get us to be okay with working with each other, um, because there was... You know, and there always is going to be um, a little bit of that. I just want to join faction warfare to make LP to to get our uh, get some ISK, and I don't want to deal with anybody. And you can still kind of do that, um, but when you go into a five-person plex now, you're not like, oh, what the hell? Why is there another person in this plex
1: with me? You know, like yeah, yeah it's an opportunity. I think it can uh, definitely push you into a socialized because that's what this game for so many of us is about it's about making that personal connection um where you're not just flying by yourself i mean you can if that's what you want to do but if you want to interact and want to play with other pilots i mean to me that's what i enjoy that's why i've been um playing eve every day for the last you know three years so yeah um but you, you got to get out there. You got to be able to talk to people. And again, I, I haven't met anybody in this game that doesn't want to talk to you. And if they don't want to talk to you, they don't. They just, yeah, they, they just move <laughs> on. If you say, hey, you, you know, you hit the conversation with Frozen and he never responds. Well, then you got your answer. But, right. you know, you move on. <laughs> and I find that a lot of happen. people
0: will. Like, I've, I've personally messaged a lot of people. And they'll be like, hey, you new to Faction Warfare. How's it going? Got any questions? You know, oh, it's even people I, had, I right? kill,
1: you know. <laughs> I don't even think I was in. Um, I don't think Mango was even in Federation Frontline yet, but I was an Old Man Star, and I was finding like a, an Atron. And the guy came into the Plex, and we fought. And he killed me. And he's like, "Yeah, he's like, hey, try this setup." So I went and got that setup, came back. He killed me again. And he was just kind of giving me pointers. After like three, four, or five ships, I'm like, "Okay, I'm, I'm done." But uh, it was that learning curve, and he was willing to do it. And I'm like, "All right, well, I'll keep, keep trying." Uh, with uh, the low skilled character and uh Yeah, it must be feel nice. My to way be, through it, but,
0: yeah. Must be nice to have Night Flyer back in uh in faction warfare <laughs> as a, as a uh, Yeah, he's
1: not limited to what he can fly so much. Uh you know, anything battleship or smaller, he's he's good to go. Um but yeah, definitely doing but I have been trying to to dual box a bit more, uh, you know, with her, so how uh, which is a skill I gotta work yep. on.
0: Yeah, get the, uh, there's, I can't remember what program it is, but the one that allows you to just like have your, you know, you just click on the, which, which window that you want to have open. Oh, yeah. um, there's, uh, I try to remember what the hell it's called, but in any case, there's, there are tools out there to help you. It's not macroing, um, you know, make sure you're not doing that, that it's against the uh, the rules, but there is the ability to no. like, hop between your different uh, clients um, fairly easy um, and really with the boost to having five-person plexes, it's a good idea to have your alt running around with you. Um, oh, you know, for sure. Mr. Unlucky, who is another streamer um, who oh, recently yeah. joined. Oh, yeah. I had a,
1: a lot of fun with him last
0: night. That yeah, was great. He, he's, uh, he's got his Tristran fleet of his, himself out there.
1: <laughs> it's it's pretty cool But to That's see. awesome because he's got, what, uh, uh, four or five drones per... Chip, so that's like 50 drones <laughs> right <laughs> around in a little purple you know, yeah blue uh purple and blue uh, yeah he, he can assist by just fun.
0: throwing the drones on there and just keeping away from the enemy while somebody else holds them down or you know he's got his uh yeah his punisher to hold people down and also talking about socializing and stuff fan fest has been announced already um and it is going to be a big change up uh, go ahead and pull up the uh FanFest um, page here. Um, so this is um, going to be what the? Let's see here. Yeah, September twenty-first to the twenty-third. You might have to change. You might have it just on the uh, Eve client window for your for your stream here. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, FanFest 2023, celebrating 20 years of EVE Online, um, Reykjavik, um, at September 21st to the 23rd. You can get your tickets now. Um, if you do get tickets um, right now, it is like $159 compared to the $295 that they eventually will be. Um So we're 297 days, 10 hours, 7 minutes, and 53 seconds away from uh, the go-live of this FanFest. And you heard it here first, Frozen Fallout, Guinevac Canyon. We are going to be, um, and Jan Nunn, are going to be at FanFest this year. Um, This is my first FanFest that I've ever been on. Um, I am super, super excited to celebrate 20 years of EVE Online, um, and there is a bunch of different events that are going to be taking place, um, and so if you're in Faction Warfare or, you know, if you're going, if you listen to this podcast and you're going to FanFest, um, I'll be there, you can hang out with me in real life, it's going to be a lot of fun, um, I really look forward to it, um. Are you going to be able to make it at all night, Flyer?
1: It is my plan to go. My wife has already given me the uh, the blessing. So uh, it'll be me and Ghoster probably. He, we were talking about it in Vegas. So he will. he's probably my uh, traveling buddy here, Ghoster from INN. Big shout out to him. So uh, as long as he's on board, otherwise, I don't know, I might have to tag along with you and Gwen. Yeah, no, you're definitely. Your <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: we're looking into maybe getting an Airbnb
0: um, or have a. Um, I would be down to, to share a hotel room with with people because uh, the Airbnb might be the better option. We're kind of looking at our options. I've already got the tickets for Fan Fest. We've got the tickets for the air flight. The air flight did cost it because it's me and my wife are both going to be going. Um, it is going to cost. It cost us like a thousand two hundred dollars to get the. Uh, to get the airfare there and back again. Um, so, you oh, know, wow.
1: it was, yeah, it, that's, well, let's hopefully that changes a little bit. Cause wow. Well, I mean, last year it was what six eighty or something when I was looking. So, uh. yeah, well that was per er, us two together. So yeah, per person, it's oh, about, yeah, six, that makes yeah sense. it's about okay. $600 cool.
0: for getting there and back again, depending, there's different, you know, discounts that you can kind of get. We wanted to get the standard economic, um flights so that we could bring you know carry-ons but there was like you get like 50 dollars yeah. off if you don't bring any luggage uh you know you just have your um carry-on you don't you don't have anything um, else that you're bringing um so there are and they are giving like 10 percent discounts um for that they're giving hotel discounts as well Um, and, and like I said, get your tickets early because the earlier you get your FanFest tickets, the more you can save on that. You can save 50% on your FanFest tickets if you get them right now. So yeah, the early bird special, um, is, or, well, not, not quite 50%. Like, uh, so it's $195 if you get, um, by December 3rd, and then... Um, I'm not sure when the other there's a second early so pioneers pass is what I got which gets you limited edition tickets um, exclusive pioneer festival badge um, a lanyard a special Eve online digital item gift which they haven't uh, haven't told us what that is yet um, early registration options um, comes along with the festival pass uh, Party at the top of the world tickets, Fan Fest 2023 T-shirts, and in-game content. Um, and then, huh. so after December 3rd, it's still 195, but you don't get all of the other perks. You just get the the festival pass, the world uh, top top of the world tickets, and T-shirts, and some in-game content. Um, and then I'm not sure when that will end, but the last one. Um, will be $295. So you save $100 per ticket um, if you actually. Oh, and so I, I actually. I see these. <laughs> those you know, are sold out already. So the ones that are uh, the. Which is what I got was the first early um, pass. So I got them at $159. So it was a 50% discount for me. Um, and so they already got uh, the ones that were at $179 were already taken. Um, so at this point, we, we've, so the earlier you get in on getting your tickets, the, the better it is for FanFest for sure. Save yourself some money, get some extra little perks and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited. I can't wait. I'm going to be talking about this and really pushing to, you know, do, we're, we're going to be doing some special episodes, trying to get some interviews in. Um, I'm going to figure out how to stream with my phone how to stream you know get remember bringing my computer we'll probably do a, a sit down and talk while we're in um Reykjavik um,
1: I am I am super super excited yeah I'm gonna have to get in touch with ghost after the stream make sure he's still good to go but yeah I'll definitely picking up my tickets before uh Saturday if I can so yeah to get 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 them now. <laughs> but um, uh, look, looking forward to seeing my, my new best friend, CCP antiquarian. Who I met at, uh, in Vegas. Oh yeah. So, great guy. A lot of fun. Um, so looking forward to seeing we can hang out with him again and, uh, pitch all our bad ideas that he is going to nod his head and say, yeah, that's awesome. We should do that. So, and, uh,
0: one other quick thing. Um, there is, uh, a I don't know why I put it in between these two, but another thing that we're reporting on is that Test has joined the Keldari. Um, So Test is the uh, shadow of their former self right now. Um, They definitely have gone from being one of the most powerful and large um, alliances in all of EVE Online um, to they've got like 5,000 members still. So it's still, you know, pretty big jump but uh a lot of those are not playing or afk or you know taking a break or yeah, whatever they've, right now.
1: they've done this before though right i mean looking at the records they were um at least post on reddit back in 2015 they were part of the tier 4 push for kaldari so yep uh yep. there's been a tie there in the past so i haven't read it to anybody from Test that i know or any groups or yeah, anything, me neither but... i haven't i have
0: not seen them influencing the war zone right now um but they're, uh, but they are in. They're, you know, gonna try and recoup their losses, um, you know, and, and lick their wounds. Um, we'll see what comes of them. I know that uh, Pro God Legend has joined um, the Goons, so um, I'm not sure, um, you know, how much what their leadership looks like anymore or anything like that. But there is a big influx, possibly from Test coming over to the Keldari, which I'm all for the more enemies that we have the more people for me to shoot um, you know it kind of you know if it's really off balance the battlefields become harder to control and stuff like that but that's you know um, the name of the game to a certain degree here is uh, you know be organized get your shit together and uh, be ready to um, fight outnumbered if you're going to be joining the keldar or the galente and uh if you're looking for easy access to Jidda, join the Keldari. You know, it's like it's it's easy mode versus hard mode. You know, like easy mode is uh, joining the Keldari. You get Jitta, you get Amar. Um, uh, the name sounds familiar. Pro God Legend, yeah. So Pro God Legend is uh, well known for his uh, declaration of taking Delve by Winter um, what, a couple years ago. Um, when the big war was happening between Pamfam and uh, the um, Goonsorm, um, they one of the big things that he did that he's uh, infamous for at this point is that during the push to take Delve, he retreated or he pulled everybody out of um, the systems that they were living in, I can't remember what what systems they were living in in 0.0, but they were like, he's like, okay, everybody move into Dell. We've taken stations, we've dropped stations, we've got a stronghold now. Um, uh, the Goon Swarm is contained to a small little area in uh, one constellation. And uh, what ended up happening was um, as they were assaulting um, that small constellation and failing, and he was telling everybody to move on in. Um, he was also secretly moving everybody out and <laughs> being like, ah, actually let's, you know, abandon stations and get the fuck out of here because, uh, they, they couldn't, uh, you know, hold down the goons and, um, and take and kick them out of that constellation. Um. Well known for always being angry at Fast Tackle as well, says Dad. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dad the Impaler. Dad the Impaler. I like that. I like that. First time um, chatter, and thank you so much for the follow as well. Um, But yeah, so... We'll see what happens here. Uh, It's really weird that he's joined over two goons. Um, I'm surprised goons allowed him to come in. Um, You know, there's a lot of bad blood between him and a lot of goons out there, but that's a whole different... That's a 0.0 thing. The big thing is, though, is that Test has joined... um, I believe that there are some Horde um, corporations. Like, Horde has a a division that is for faction warfare that is... um, Slightly different than their alliance, um, but that's like they built their own little thing. But there are, there was like a major corporation, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. Uh, the Chad Flame, thank you so much for the follow. Um, but they were able, uh, they ended up leaving Horde in order to join Faction Warfare. A lot of people are looking at Faction Warfare now. It's good isk per hour, good fights. Well, make, I mean, it's the only area that I can think of that really gives you pvp and pve content all wrapped up into one where you can make the ships that you're going to be using you're you're getting decent amount of isk per hour when you've churned in your lp into items the navy destroyers right now are fucking awesome great addition um the navy uh dreadnoughts are epic and they're not that much more expensive than a regular dreadnought. Like you're, if we're talking okay. like 20 percent increase on your price for a dreadnought, um, way like so much that's happening with that. Um, the new um, just uh, battle cruisers are fucking awesome. The Myrmidon is great, um, and it's it's a great time to come on over to faction warfare. Um, I
1: I really feel like the more people in
0: faction warfare, the better.
1: Uh, yeah, I've been I've been seeing a a push. We've had a lot of old players come back. Um, in noir, uh, our recruitment is open, and we're bringing in a lot of players. Um, I want to say, at least three of the last five recruits we've had come in are players that played a while ago, and they're just coming back into the game now. And they're so uh, glad to have them back. So. For a game that's dying, uh, I think we're, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're having a lot of fun, and a lot of people are still playing. So,
0: yeah, yeah. For a game that's been declared dead, how many times now? <laughs>
1: well, since two thousand three. Yeah, since since yeah. it
0: began. So, uh, you know, there was a slump, um, definitely in the last year. Oh. The price mm-hmm. increase definitely hurt uh, quite a bit, I think. But I think it hurt a lot of alts um, more than. Um, from at least what the bitching that I see on Reddit is a lot of people are oh, used to have twenty ults and now I only have one or I you know I've completely unsubbed from the game um, with my twenty ults but I feel like yeah. there's you know a lot of it is the the ults have been hurt but there is a discount for that there's a lot of discounts out there to get basically the old you know it seems like they kind of did it so that they could do a lot of discounting to increase the price but give discounts and stuff. Like well, that, that was
1: that was my hope. The more like. I was hoping it was one of the more alts you have, the less you're paying per alt it would have been a, a great facet. But I've got five characters altogether. I'm thinking of thinning it down to maybe three, but yeah, I've, I've um, been holding at two, um, just for the last,
0: like, I don't know. Like well, I've got five, because I've years. got
1: I've got my main, uh, I've got Nightflyer who's, you know, my all around. Um, then I've got my marketing. She does all my marketing and shipping. So she does the jump rating and stuff. And then I've got, Mago, who I started up as uh, Faction Warfare, and I'm not going to get rid of her because I, I like her. Yeah. Uh, but the other two, like I said, was a Triglavian Hunter, and I'm not doing that anymore. And then um, another account I just started up. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing really nothing. He's an mm-hmm. Uh He's doing some Faction running. I was going to do some Abyssal stuff with him. I never really got into that. Abyssal is I always dangerous for just, me because of the internet like, connection. I yeah, I just... Uh, I don't know. So now we're sitting there. I was thinking of maybe cutting them loose, but but yeah, Caviar says test could be, Oh, excuse
0: me. Test could be using faction warfare as a recruiting, recruiting and training PVP training ground. Um, just a thought um, like a recruiting tool, which is, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. No, it's you know, a legitimate, good, good way of recruiting thought. people and getting people up. Um, I think that they're definitely do that. I don't know if they're going to, you know, if they've made a declaration that they're staying or anything. Um, dad, the Impla- impaler says uh, that'd be a strange place to recruit for null. So that I mean, it's a start kind of thing. But yeah, um, caviar says cast. A, or then uh, dad says sorry. Dad, the impaler also says if that's what you mean. Caviar says um, cast a large enough net and you'll find a suitable fish. Very true. Um, but uh, and it it is. Faction Warfare in low in general is very, very different, very different than 0.0. So I do agree that that is definitely um, going to be harder for them to pull out of Faction Warfare with all of those people um, since it's a very different beast. And since Faction Warfare really teaches you to, like, make money while you're looking to fight, 0.0 teaches you to specifically do one or the other. You're going to be either ratting and you're going to run from every fucking thing that comes your way. You know, like, you you don't even want to rat when there's just one person in system that's a neutral, you know. Um, And then if you're doing PvP, you're probably not going to make any fucking money whatsoever. That's not your objective. That's not what you're trying to do. Uh, Maybe if you do some loot, uh, looting of the fields and stuff like that, you might be able to, to pull off getting some money. Um, but the, the the focus is PvP and, or focus is going to be on PvE. Faction Warfare says, fuck that, do both. You know, so, Granth,
1: thank you so much for the follow. Um, so, uh, I love looting, by the way. Looting, like, looting wrecks and stuff is still one of my favorite parts of the game, whether it's rats or other ships. I love it. And that is, like, my uh, Mimitar alt. That is what he was skilled up in because i figured i could pvp or pve sites and that he could come and salvage behind me in the noctis so that was his spot and i since i got in the faction warfare i've been doing that but i'm trying to figure out a way that i can kind of work him into the into the fleets um to just sit back and collect wrecks (laughs) so we'll see so let's go ahead and take a look at because i haven't
0: dug into this and i haven't read the story would you mind Nightflyer giving us a a read-through of what the fuck is going on with the Kaldari State and taking control of a Syndicate constellation.
1: Well, that's pretty what's summing it up for me from this article. And This is uh, some of the EVE lore coming back. And again, I'm, uh, I was actually hoping astro would have had something out already, but I know he's been out flying and playing, so uh, his video might be behind. But bottom line is the Kaldari State has moved... Um, into uh the DSM 4 q constellation which is an intaki syndicate system and for those of you who don't know where that is yeah so it says uh in action warfare oh i think i lost my stream sorry oh
0: hold well on yeah it's
1: paused
0: Put our beautiful faces back up. But yeah, so yeah, I'll
1: see if I go back in. All right, so yeah, it's stupid. It's not letting me jump back through and it's still pausing on me.
0: Yeah, not a problem. But yeah, so basically, from what I'm hearing, is that the Kaldari have moved in in force. Um, there is a bunch of different. Um... Oh, there we
1: go. Let's see. Yeah, I'll leave this up. But this would move the. And we were just talking about the whole Nosec. This is a whole Nosec system. So if this is going to pull Kel- I mean, Kaldari into the NullSec system, if this is going to be one of their things where their next objective is to build another gate or something into that system, this may be the kind of introduction of NullSec into Faction Warfare that we've been talking about since the inception of the changes to Faction Warfare and trying to pull in some of these 0.0 groups into uh, these fights and these battles. So this might be the start of what we see and this was and i was talking to you earlier i still can't place it but um this syndicate out here um i think i'm talking on my ass but um there was something that came out in one of the like the prisoner breaks and they were talking about something of the phoenix something with the phoenix it was part of that whole prison break where they were stealing where they stole uh the blueprints which now we know led to a lot of the dread ship navy dread developments and uh something referring to the phoenix popped up and i remember doing the intel and it took me to this system and i had to discard it because i couldn't uh the lore wasn't there yet well now the lore is here where now keldari where everybody all the prisoners escaped from are now in this system so here's the lore coming back around in full circle again but this would open up them uh keldari to our back line so it would give them an avenue through our back door uh as it were um, into faction warfare space through Nullsec. So, this is really curious to see how this develops.
0: Yeah, and uh, so we've got some conversation going on here in chat. So, Valoricords had a Nullsec. Uh, Caviar says that Valoricords had a Nullsec system for a period of uh, years in FW. I know also that uh, Fed Up, um, Federation Uprising, um, was. Uh, Also one that um, had some 0.0 space. And from what I understand is that it really hurts you in Faction Warfare to be a 0.0 entity. Because you you have to think completely differently on how you are organizing your people, how you're making your money, um, making sure you're defending your space and stuff like that. Your focus is going to be on your 0.0 and Faction Warfare becomes a really side kind of thing for you and you're already then just going to be restricting all of your players that are out in 0.0 from activities in high sec, which is another thing that uh, 0.0 entities rely on, you know, shipping stuff from Jita and stuff like that. Now, the same thing, you can use alts outside of your alliance, which a lot of people do. Um, but it, it's, it. I have not seen any successful experiments on that. Uh, both valor Accords and um, Federation Uprising were pushed out of uh 0.0 or had to drop faction warfare um while they were focusing it or just not really caring about um you know faction warfare while they were doing 0.0 stuff um and daddy the impaler says gal mil uh um didn't they only hold that under the good graces of goonswarm not sure about that i know that in the, I know that Federation uprising ended up on Pam side. I want to say during the Great War recently. Um, Grandith says uh, I stopped playing when you needed five vaults to effectively do anything in the game. Have changes allowed for players to uh, have changes allowed players to just have one character to be effective? I would say it depends on what you're doing. Um, there's always been an area for one character. Um, the Faction Warfare definitely allows you to do a lot with just one character. Um, if you have one, I think one account is, is the thing though for Faction Warfare because you want to make an alt, uh, even if it's just on the same account, you don't need to have a secondary account, but you want a hauler and then you want your FW guy, um, FW really allows for you to, like, um, get in, make a bunch of money and stuff like that, but it's going to restrict you from going to Jita and stuff. So having a hauler alt that can bring your shit in is really nice. Um, but you can
1: still just oh, yeah. go to Dodixie, you know? Um, but it also depends on what a corporation you get into. You get into a good corporation, um, you know, Noir has uh, their own shipping guys that you can... Communicate with, say, hey, uh, can you grab these ships for me? Um, they have been suitcasing a lot of ships out to certain spots. So instead of SRPing when you lose a ship, you have a hangar. You just go to the hangar and you grab a ship. So um, again, that's just one corporation. There's a lot of corporations out there. Yeah, there and is. A lot of... of people are willing to grab stuff for you. So it all depends on what you want to do with the game, is what it's going to come down to. But yes, yeah. you can play with one. It is more convenient to have multiple.
0: But But it's a uh, convenience thing, especially for Faction Warfare. If you get, if you're working, if you use, you know, your corporations or alliances, um, you know, logistics in order to get shit in for you, or even just uh, work with different, um, you know, Red Frog and shit like that, Black Frog, in order to get your shit in, um, you can definitely play with just one character in Faction Warfare. Um, Like, if you join uh, Federation Frontline... Um, Golden Age stories. We will help you move in anything you want. You know, we've we've got the ability to move in shit for you. Um, we're a little less organized on that. It's just me and Gwen that'll that'll help you move in shit for you. We um, we do have a friend of mine that I'm trying to convince who loves hauling stuff to get to become our hauler. Um, but we need more people. You know, to really need that um, to have it be something that you can consistently do. Um, but, uh, but there is lots of room to play uh, just a solo character in Faction Warfare for sure. Um, I highly, highly encourage you to check it on out. Um, it's, you know, it's convenience or at, like, if you have five characters and you're all of them are plexing with you, that, that helps. You know, it's definitely a help. But um, for the most part, I am 90% solo on Frozen Fallout, and then I have my hauler ult my hauler alt will bring in shit from Jita for me in order to keep me nice and stocked um, but there are ways of doing that without having a hauler alt like you're saying um, daddy the player paler says I play only one character and have plenty of fun but my benchmark might be lower than yours
1: um, I was and- just watching a stream there's a guy named uh, Jer, Jer he does some YouTube stuff and he's an EA player and he only has alpha characters he doesn't all right yeah i don't know so that's his game style that's what he plays he says he he won't ever go omega and i'm like okay i mean that's a choice in faction uh, warfare that's that's totally
0: an option like
1: because you can fly
0: navy destroyers and navy frigates or just an atron you know like all day long in faction warfare make lots and lots of Mm -hmm. disc um, yeah, so
1: actually, you know, you specialize into a ship, you spend your 5 million skill points on, on that ship, and be the best pilot you can at that ship, and you can kick some ass, so...
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Daddy the Impaler player also says, I suppose depending on what you want to do, that is a big thing, you know, depending on what you want to do, sometimes, like, if you're a big industry person multiple characters probably helps out a lot you know mining and stuff like that more characters that you have it's so easy to have multiple characters doing mining and shit um you know if you're doing just exploration probably just need one guy you know that's all that you if that's all that you want to do it really depends on what you want to do um garth says i don't enjoy that you need to have multiple accounts just to get anything meaningful done i am a one man two Um, And I hope the changes would make it more friendly. The FW look interesting, but is it worth it? And yeah, absolutely, it's worth it. Come on in, Um, you know, build up a million LP and you can sell a uh, BPC for like a billion plus ISK. You know, you can easily make a bunch of destroyers and sell them in order to make a bunch of ISK or just sell the BPC. Um, Yeah, there is uh, lots and lots of... uh, Possibilities out there, um, especially join Standing Fleet. You and join up with a corporation, you can get a lot done. I, if you were doing like capital ship stuff, yeah, you want to, f- you, you it's almost required that you have another account because you need a sino there isn't any sinoing that you need to do in Faction Warfare. If you're a hauler and you have a jump freighter, you need that Sinawalt, you know? Um, it just, it, you could rely on your corporation and a buddy or stuff like that, um, but it, a lot of that has, to, like, a big push for that. Um, but yeah, last but not least, uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to Mr. Unlucky. Let me get you um, his... Twitch here. If you want to go ahead and give him a follow, Mr. Unlucky, and then we also had a uh, another person here, um, Uncle Online, for Twitch. Go ahead and check them out. Mr. Unlucky is really fun guy to hang out with on Twitch. Does giveaways, um, you know, shows you the ropes of doing multiple characters and stuff like that. And really, uh, really fun, cool guy to go hang out with. So go ahead, and definitely check them on out. Um, any other thoughts that you have, uh, Knight Rider, before we wrap things on up?
1: Uh, oh, you threw me off with the whole Knight Rider. <laughs> or Knight Rider, ah, Knight Rider. Oh, Knight Rider. <laughs> uh, that's so, my brain.
0: That's my brain. It's, yeah, it's I am curious notch. to see
1: where the uh, where the uh, Eve War goes with this uh, moving into syndicate. As it says, the state is now. Uh, uh, news protector Constellation gives a foothold in Elsec and Placid region. So um, we're really looking forward to see where that
0: Kind I heard it's dangerous together, as fuck you know. to to go there right now. If you go into that that area like the there's a ton of rats that are Kaldari rats that'll just like shoot the living fuck out of you for entering into the system. So something something sketchy's going on there. CCP doesn't want Why? us to be in those systems. so You should go there and check it out. Yeah, I,
1: I should. Uh, I definitely got to do more exploring. I wanted to make it over to that one system where the star blew up. I hadn't been over there yet either. So, I'm going to have to do a, a day trip over there and check that out. Um, yeah, uh, my plan for the week is, though, to get into some more of the uh, um, uh, the Catalyst Navy issues. I've got five of them sitting there ready to go. So, um, yeah, I build, like... I see you guys in space. Yeah, I build, like, 40 of those. Um, <laughs> and I plan on building, like,
0: a 1,000 more. Like, that's going to be... That's the thing that I want to do, is just a bunch of Navy Catalyst destroyer fleets where it's just like, okay, I'm just handing these out to people just constantly let's just go out and be a group of of destroyers and wreak some havoc they got tons of hp decent um dps and uh you know fast little fuckers it's 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 a nice um all all around solid bonuses for the catalyst so
1: yeah well i made a, a screw up too is i uh i meant to buy five of the imicus navy issues just to screw around with those and i ended up buying the blueprints for them and I figured, all right, well, I'll I'll just build them. And what a huge mistake! I no, no, a no, 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 <laughs> no! Wait, wait, what?
0: What? Well, hold on, we got to talk here real quick. We got to. talk I spent here real quick.
1: twice as much building these things as I could have just bought them off the market. But really, I, I, yeah, it was what? not a, a good trade. It cost so, me about twenty mil to build them, and I could have bought them for like twelve. Why? Did just it start- the resources. I didn't have the resources on hand, so I ended up having to buy. Uh, Tritanium and all that stuff, and just uh, where did sure you buy enough. it? So Dixie, I went to Jita, and nah. it cost me two million—not
0: even—it's like a million minerals in order to build those. It, get get your yeah, get your minerals from Jitta because um, something something happened there because that's that's I everything because nah. right now, first of all, the LP to buy the blueprints is super. Reduced. It's like a 60% reduction in the amount of LP that it takes in order to um, buy the blueprint. So you're saving yourself tons of LP. It's ISK to LP ratio way better on the blueprints. Definitely get the blueprints. And then you just want to haul in your uh, minerals from Jita. Like Jita has all the minerals that basically the, the mineral price, you know, index that is going to be there. Um, I was able, because you can fit... 40, it's like 40 or 50 destroyers worth of minerals into a DST um, and ship it from Jitta Like, just hook up with me. I'll talk to you. I, I can help you with getting minerals for these things. Get the blueprints. gear oh. um, yeah. yeah, is where I've been building all of my shit. And, um, yeah, I built, and it's the first time in a long time that I've actually done any building of anything. And it's been kind of fun just to watch 10 destroyers every hour pop out of my furnace and be like alright here's yeah. 10
1: more yeah that was my mistake but I was just trying to work out the logistics with all of this and moving stuff around um, I ended up with Dixie. Um, yeah. Yeah, Dodixie yeah so, Dixie might not be a really especially uh, yeah, I, I for kind of, uh, maybe my math is wrong but that seems to be about where I was at I think I, I spent about 10 grand too much on, uh, on these uh, ships 10 hmm. mil yeah, so yeah well I, I
0: definitely uh, we'll, we'll have to talk about this later but yeah definitely uh, hook up with me and we'll, we'll get we'll, I have tons of minerals right now I built a uh, Dominic's Navy issue. I built a Myrmidon Navy issue. I built uh, two Myrmidon Navy issues like four excu Navy issues like 50 destroyers and like 50 of the Navy comets um, all for nothing basically. Like, all of that was just super, super cheap um, for me to do, so. Anyways, let's go ahead and wrap this on up. We are going a little bit over, but we had lots to talk about with this great expansion that came out. I think major success. Way to go, CCP. I see numbers have been rising since the release. There is a little bit of that free Omega time that kind of came out. That kind of bumped up numbers a little bit, too, but we'll see. I think this is a solid expansion solid beginning to something that is going to be epic to see unfold so thank you all for watching Um, if you're interested in joining up with the war effort put an application into golden age stories that's the federation frontline alliance if you have a corporation that you want to join um, definitely throw in an application shoot me an email and uh, we can talk about getting your corporation into our alliance Um, you can always watch us live on twitch every sunday at 2300 um, eve time that does switch it's if it's daylight saving I can't wait till daylight savings is gone but it, if it's you know daylight savings it's 2200 um, Eve time if it's daylight or standard time um, then it's 2300 Eve time but it's always going to be 5 p.m central time so if you're on central time then you, you know or you know any ta- any of the uh, ones that switch your time back and forth like some people do Um, daddy says thanks for the good show FW focused. Amar victory oh so you must know Canuck down under he comes in and says Amar victory all the time I love that guy Um, And thank you guys for watching Um, if you did end up missing the show live uh, we do uh, have our podcast that we publish it's the Federation Frontline Report you can find that on Spotify iTunes we have a YouTube channel that we post all of these on um the podcast does have video um some of these like spotify will let you see the video Um, you know some of the uh podcasting platforms that are out there don't have video that go along with it so you can just get the audio file um but we do sometimes use some visuals so it's always good to check out our visual type stuff um but you can definitely just listen to us hang out any podcasting platform you should be able to find us um, also, don't forget to check out our website, FederationFrontline.com. Um, for more information on our alliance, you can also get all of our podcast episodes are on there, our Twitch is on there, um, and a lot of bunch of information and stuff on EVE Online and a lot of our friends that we've interviewed over the years and stuff like that. So, um, And if you have news that you want to talk about on the show or be a guest, um, or if you have an after-action report, whatever kind of stories that you want to tell us, Um, go ahead and shoot an email over to frozen fallout in game we'd love to hear your stories and talk about them on the show we'd love to have you guys come on as a guest as well so thank you all for watching and have a great night
1: night everybody